is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, indeed. Summer afternoons with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich. I am Tony Squires. I hope you're enjoying the show. We certainly are. Couldn't think of a better place to be on a summer afternoon in Australia than talking to you two gentlemen. Wow, thank you, Squires. Uh, in the first hour, yeah. if you've just joined us, uh, there's a couple of things that uh, Adam Gilchrist revealed. One, in the segment through to the keeper, he was asked uh, about his ears and whether, whether he thought of surgery. Uh, because apparently, and I'd ne- never noticed, they're a little bit, I think the uh, medical term is sticky outy. Um, there Nudge. is, yeah. You didn't. You said you didn't want to have an operation. I think that's terrific. No, thanks. Do you know the operation is called? If you were to have had it, mm, no. Otto, otoplasty. Uh, oh. Otto's don't have ears at all. So I suppose that's what you'd look like. You'd look like an otter once it was finished. Uh, each ear takes two to three hours. Gilly it costs about four and a half grand. So I think you know you yeah. made the correct decision, really. Yeah. I think so. Mm. Happy with that. The other thing you did, you revealed in the first hour, was that you held the party for yes. Ricky Ponting, his finale uh, last yeah. week, which was sensational and it was quite willing. Uh, in the meantime, Mark Bosnich, as is his wont, tells me that you've oh, been at a party go. where it was slightly yeah. more willing and, and <laughs> ended up, I seem to recall, on the front of papers. Is that right? Uh, yes, it did. I was waiting for this. I, mm. I thought I got away with this when <laughs> Gilly was talking about Punter's party, but... Yeah. Um, Oh, well, sorry, Mum. Was Mum rang me before the show, says so she'll be listening to him. I told her, look, this is not really a sporting show today, Mum. I said, we're going to be a few stories and all that. Uh-oh. So I apologise to Mum and Dad in advance, but okay. they'll remember the incident. Mm-hmm. I think it was 1998. And funny enough, Dwight York is in the country, of course, today, announcing mm-hmm. that Manchester United will be touring uh, next yeah. year in July and playing a game against the A-League All-Stars. And uh, we had a party one night back at Dwight's house. And it was all, you know, it was all pretty good fun. Um mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of, Dwight's how can you say, backyard, there was like. a bit of a, yeah, Dwight, Dwight's backyard was fine. Um, put it this way, I tried to put it in the nicest way possible, for, considering the time that we're on air. Yeah. Uh, we got to the stage where um, we're asking questions of each other, a little bit like... Um, like truth or dare stuff. Yeah, no, through the keeper through style. Through the keeper style. Yeah, okay. But there were no passes. But what there were, uh-huh. were punishments. Uh-oh. So, for yeah. example, if somebody thought you weren't telling the truth, they would turn around and say, you know, you have to do 100 push-ups, or mm-hmm. um, you have to get uh, whacked on the backside of a belt. Right, okay. So, um, so you were taking, somebody took a photograph of you doing 100 push-ups, and that was uh, outrageous? No, unfortunately, right. not the former, the last one. <laughs> right. Right. Now, the problem being is that Dwight had been broken into about oh, six months earlier yeah. and installed security cameras all around his house, right? So he actually had footage of this, which well, was unbeknown to all the participants. What, what were you wearing? Um, well, part of the party and part of the challenge was that you had to wear um, the opposite sex clothes. And they had to wear, obviously, our clothes. So I was in a skirt. So okay. so what happened the was... The images started to build, yeah. yes. Go on. Speaking yeah, about the right. images, yeah. uh, the, the security cameras caught all this. Dwight being Dwight, um, forgot to, uh, either forgot to or, um, you know, maybe he liked watching it. I don't know. Oh. Anyway, uh, four years later, Dwight signs for Manchester United yes. and um, from Aston Villa, where we're at. And uh, on the Saturday, Manchester United are actually not playing, but we are at Aston Villa. And I get a phone call from Dwight in tears yeah. saying, have you seen the front page of The Sun? And I said, no. He said, you better look at it. So one of these pictures from the security cameras of me getting you know, whipped across the backside. While wearing under- a skirt. Yes. Is yeah. under- now, we had, to play against Sheffield. we had to play against Sheffield Wednesday that afternoon. Were you tanned up? I, I, I wasn't, Gilly. I was a little bit disappointed with that. I looked okay, but it was a rare... 
We had to play against you don't Sheffield. You're pasty on the front page of the Sun, do you, mate? We had to play Sheffield Wednesday afternoon mm-hmm. away from home, and there were thirty-seven thousand people. And any of them seen the paper? And it's, the, it's one of the only times we're going to talk about crowds and so forth. It's one of the only times I've ever heard two sets of supporters in unison. Every time I went near the ball, they were all going thirty-seven thousand people. <laughs> I love it. Oh, this is a KFC summer pounding. session, getting better and better. Next, should Shane Warne give it away? This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich and Tony Squires. And we always want you to get involved. I thought we should have a little bit of a poll question for you. Uh, uh, look, this could be a little bit prickly. I'm sure there'll be differences of, pi- of opinion, just not only in this room, but certainly out there. The question is fairly simple, though. Should Shane Warne retire from cricket? Full stop. Pull the pin. Full stop. Should Shane Warne retire from cricket? Now, look, I, I want you to, if you just give us a call, one triple three five three, and we will take down the numbers and we will see where the public lies on this incredible question. It's all thanks to Hyundai. Brilliant cars, brilliant value, special offers on now. Look, there is that thing, isn't there, Gilly, about, I think it's don't ride off a champion. Uh, mm. Can I just ride off a champion? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> look, Warney has been my hero for such a long time. It was, it was just a one-off the other night seeing him playing in the twenty in the T20. It wasn't just the bowling. Last year we saw him come back, did amazingly well. He talked about where he's going to land the ball, how he's going to get people yep. out, and he went ahead and did it. This mm. time he said he, where he's going to land the ball, uh, he's going to bowl a disco ball, uh, which meant it's going to land 400 rows back, which is basically <laughs> what happened. Uh, he, he, he tried to take that catch. He didn't run so much as <laughs> shuffle. But is it one of those things that you think, oh, well, next week it's all going to turn around for him? Can happen, can't it? it? Everything keeps turning around for warning, believe <laughs> yes. me. I, I reckon uh, it, it, if I read into the comments I saw attributed to him, mm-hmm. he said, I was asked if I thought I was good enough to be able to do it. Not sure. if I'm going to do it. This is going and to be I agree for the I reckon, yep. I reckon he could walk out now in the international cricket and still be the best spin bowler around. I really do. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, we I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but mm. that's, that's the way I see it. Because the thing, I guess, is it would take, you know, he talks about Michael Clark giving him the phone call. But I guess for many people like Nathan Lyon or other spinners who are running around weekend club cricket or playing in the Sheffield Shield, that path should still be the way back, do you think, for somebody rather than saying, oh, I'm available again, I'm straight into the Australian team? Yeah, I think he'd have to play a bit of first-class cricket to... Um because the, the stamina needs to be there and, and, and so on. But I don't think it should be a case of you're, you're straight into the team. Of course, he'd have to play some. But I, I believe if he did the prep and gave it a bit of time, um, I, I still think he'd be, be good enough in the control. And two overs for 41. It's a lot of disco balls, as you say. But uh, that's 2020 cricket, yeah, and that's the, the feast different. of it. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I think he, he'd be good enough to be able to do it. As I say, don't think it's going to happen. Would you there like you to see it happen? Love to see it happen. I'd be yeah. watching. And I reckon, I reckon there's a lot of people around that would be tuning in. So, uh, but I, I don't get the feeling that there's an appetite from the the selectors and uh, and the administrators. But gee, I'd be watching. All right. Yeah. But how much of an influence will Michael Clark have? If Michael Clark's been asking him with the selectors and the administrators, how much does the influence does the captain have? Is he like, say, a coach in football, Gilly? Or he's a mate, he's a selector. All right. So he's Clark got one vote on on that selection got- panel. One of five, uh, he is one of Warney's best mates. But uh, and I, look, I haven't even asked Pup what he feels about it, to be honest. Mm. But um, we're too busy consuming uh, other things that uh, cleanse the palate. But mm. um, uh, we last time I saw him, I reckon, yeah. Look, I'm not convinced that the the powers that be 
are going to pursue it. But as I say, I reckon Warnie would be good enough. All there right. you go. Well, we'll see if we can get Warnie himself and have a chat with him on this show. Australia has voted. 74% of people think he shouldn't retire. Mm. We're still with you, Warnie. Yeah. All thanks to Hyundai. Brilliant cars, brilliant value. Special offers on now. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. You're listening to the KFC Summer Session. Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, I'm Tony Squires, and we're working over summer. I think that's the best time to work. I just think that many people are dead lazy. They're out there. In television especially, they take time off over summer and they think, oh, well, we just won reruns of a very Brady Christmas. Uh, one man who refuses to do that, who wants to work for the people, is David Kosh, who is staying in the chair in Sunrise over summer. Welcome aboard, fella. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Yeah. Good, thanks. Good, thanks. Why, why are you working? Um, okay, basically because my kids have uh, grown up and are adult kids, and uh, Mel, Nat and Barrett all have school-age kids, so they like to take their... Um, uh, their holidays during school holidays and Lib and I are at the stage where we could think of nothing worse mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and prefer to go to places where they're out little screaming kids because we're past that now <laughs> if, if, you're, if, you're, if you want the real truth <laughs> Now David I, I'm just a recently new father and I, I saw that you won father of the year I think it was in 2007 give me some pointers because I reckon that would be up there with winning a Premier League title if I got named father of the year I reckon that's an impossibility at the moment and less likely I tell you. Yes. <laughs> it is one of the great honours, and I suppose I've got four kids, uh, three girls and a boy, mm. and I reckon it's just all time. Putting yourself available to them to coach their netball or their soccer or their rugby or their basketball and just being there. Mm. Like a lot, a lot of parents these days think oh, you keep your, your kid happy by buying them something. They don't want anything, but they just want you to be there. And uh, there's nothing fancy about parenthood. It's just good old common sense. But uh, they love it when you're involved with them. There we go. Yeah, good, good words, Koshy. Time, write that down, Bozzer, and you're got right. It. Got Boz, it, buddy. Uh, you're no <laughs> chance of winning that. <laughs> did, I, yeah, all, I was but, uh, did he say? Did he say more time or less time? No, no more time. <laughs> yeah. uh, um a, a former teammate of mine, uh, the great Ricky Ponning. We're all aware of his recent retirement, and indeed, he'll have much more time on his hands uh, uh, with his family. He's a, a mad North Melbourne supporter, and of course, yourself recently appointed as chairman of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Uh, a big job at hand. I think around six million or so. They they parted with dollars. That is last year. You're a financial Don't guru. You start. Uh, now you turn that around. <laughs> you start. I just had this with the advertiser in Adelaide, just because we we don't just give a bottom line that we give a breakdown. We get came for it. We if you well, I'll, I'll go four, but six. I have no idea where the six comes from. Things aren't pretty financially at, at Port, but we're very excited about the prospect of, uh, of turning it around. We reckon we've got. Um, a great coaching team in Ken Hinckley and Alan Richardson, along with Darren Burgess. Uh, Bozzy, you'd know uh, yep. Darren. Burjo just, had... just worked with Liverpool, Liverpool Football Club, just came back. Yep, for, yep. for three years, and he's come back to uh, to whip our boys into shape and run the high-performance um, fitness um, and medical science part of the club. So uh, three terrific signings in the coaching ranks, and uh, we reckon that's going to help us a lot this year. Koshi, now look, I, I just I, I wanted to bring up this stupid thing. I voted third most annoying TV personality in the recent News Limited poll. What went wrong? Because you've been voted <laughs> most annoying before. <laughs> what, what have you done this year I to know. deserve the drop? 
I know. I was devastated when that happened. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I thought, I'm becoming beige. <laughs> I'm becoming beige, and and um, I took that as quite an insult. Yeah. I thought, geez, you know. Well, I thought, yeah, I, I, I thought, I was much. Try, I'll try better next year. Yeah, I thought I was much more annoying before I got sacked. <laughs> hey, Koshi. <laughs> yeah, Tony, you, Tony you, you, you're right, Koshi. I don't think it's what you've done, it's or not done. It's what the other two have done to. To beat you, Kyle <laughs> 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 Eddie Maguire. Yeah, exactly. Well, mate, look, hey, lovely to hear your voice, and congratulations for working like us across summer. It is the best time to be at work, to be watching TV or listening to your radio. Thanks Absolutely. for being... Absolutely, and I, I listen to Triple M on my way home each evening, so I uh, can't wait to hear you guys for the rest of the summer. There you go. That's why he's one of the most ten influential people. He listens to us on Triple M. Thanks, exactly. Koshy. We know your secrets now, buddy. There you go. Thank you. David Kosh from Bye. Sunrise. You can see him every morning on Sunrise on Channel Seven, of course, hear him here on the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Yes, and something that is hot is uh, Shane Warne. We were talking earlier, Gilly, uh, this yeah. hour about Warney and about the notion, should he continue to play? Should he set his sights on the Ashes, their back-to-back what? Ashes series? Yeah, what's the latest on our poll we ran? 74% of people think he should not retire. So they're saying, Ooh. keep playing Warney. I mean, the public does, they love him. He's one of those guys you will always turn a telly on to watch Shane Warne play. Yeah, uh, they do love him. Yeah. We love him too. And in the little break there we had, uh, just on the back of that discussion, yes. I shot him a quick text message, Seriously? and unsurprisingly, he got straight back to me. <laughs> and I actually felt we should offer him a spot on our show, and a new show, and why don't club right for the big game, really? big names. And, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, he's on. He's in. Hopefully, he should be locking it in tomorrow. We'll confirm that by the end of this show, but pretty sure we'll have Shane Warne, the great man with us, just to discuss the the tactics on on the comeback and if there is one. And um, I dare say his lovely fiancée, Elizabeth, might get a mention too. There you go. And, of course, you'll confirm how positive I was about how he played the other night. Mm, I Uh, will. I'll let you open up with the first question here. A little bit of playback. What about Gers as well? (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, Shane Warne on the KFC Summer Session. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC summer session for the new zing and double at KFC. Double the good times at his summer afternoons on Triple M with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, who was doing the zinging, and uh, I'm Tony Squires. Uh, look, I-, I knew today was going to be a very good day, not only because I was excited about coming in and having a chat with you two gentlemen. Uh, I-, I was walking my nine-month-old daughter in the stroller, mm-hmm. uh, which is always a nice way to start the day. And I, I was walking along the street. What's her name, about, Squires, Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, her name's Helena. Helena, yeah. Uh, about, I nearly had a mental blank there. Hmm. That would have been really embarrassing. <laughs> that would have been my really, lovely daughter. made you so popular at home, yeah, too. Yeah, my lovely daughter. Takes two of you out of yeah. the Koshy Father of the Year or <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> oh, we're banging there, yeah. Gilly. We're banging. We're running there. still. Yeah. Uh. So I was walking about 50, 60 metres from my house along my street, and there on the street was a $50 note. Just sitting up, looking at me, going, pick me up. Trap. So, trap. Trap. Well, I don't know what the trap said, but I I had immediately I thought, this is terrific. I've got 50 bucks. And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. Somebody's lost 50 bucks. And being the son of a a, uh, a lay preacher, uh, fundamentalist Christian superintendent of police, uh, Merv Squires. So, (laughs) in the Squires family, if you're bad, you weren't just going to hell, you're going to jail on the way through. You really think about every moral dilemma very carefully. Mm. So, I thought, okay, do I just stand here, wait for it, because it might have just dropped out of somebody's pocket, mm. you know, or it might be somebody in the car in here or in this house. So I thought, do I wait until somebody comes running back, have you seen 50 bucks? Mm. Uh, or do I just take it immediately 
to a TAB and put it on a long shot. Uh, you know, that's the other way yeah. to think about it. It's not, you know, I can't lose Which anything. Just, just yeah. throw it immediately. Of course, if you win, you can give the $50 back if the guy comes to claim it. That's yeah. right, exactly. So uh, um, what would you, if you were faced with that and it's $50, would you have a consideration about staying? Would you have any problem at all, Gilly? Gilly, you go had, first. Had, had, you, had you had a look around? Like, what was the landscape? People? Yeah, I, I, busy? I, I looked around before I picked it up. You know, because just yeah. in case there was some kind of, you know, candid camera idea or somebody with a bit of string on it. Or booby trap. Yeah, trap. Bosnick said trap. Look, I reckon I'd have to say, given my track record in my professional career, yes. the, the job I did for my livelihood and my family's livelihood, um, I, I tended to sort of walk off the field even when the umpire didn't know that I was out. Yes, so ridiculous. I gave myself up easily, didn't I? So oh, I suppose I've got to stay true to that. I've probably picked it up and looked around for someone and handed it back, handed it in, I guess. Handed it in where you what? You take it to the nearest police station, 50 bucks. Take it down to Merv. <laughs> Big Merv <laughs> Squires. So there you go, mate. Deal with that. Marauding Merv. <laughs> what do you reckon, Boz? What are you yeah, doing? Uh, and I reckon I know the answer here. <laughs> no, no. Uh, look. Two two options, but one shaped by an experience which I'll talk about afterwards. Yeah, yeah. If, if I had my baby daughter with me, she, which, yeah. she's approaching fifteen months, I would have got her to pick it up. So if anyone turned around and said, "What are you doing?" I go, "Well, I said what? the baby picked it up. I didn't." <laughs> <laughs> you always got to have a Patsy, buddy. You always got to have a Lee Harvey yeah. Oswald. Always. No, seriously, well, I would I would do exactly the same, and I'll tell you why. Because I had an experience in London, nineteen ninety nine. Um, and funny enough, I, I just signed for Manchester United. I went quickly to Croatia for a two-week trip. And on the way back from Croatia, my agent picked me up at Heathrow Airport. Mm -hmm. And anyone who knows those trolleys, you know, you've got the trolleys where you put your luggage in the front. And just behind where you put the luggage, you've got a little hook. Oh, for coaches, and I put no. one of those man bags with my passport, credit cards. Spray tan. And a considerable <laughs> amount, yeah, uh, facial products. A considerable amount of cash in uh, British pounds in, okay. in that bag. So I've unloaded the, all my luggage into my agent's car. Uh. We've gone uh, into central London, had a night out and so forth. Um, as I'm about to, to, to go out downstairs, I obviously re check my pockets for where I put my credit cards and that, and I yeah. think, oh, my gosh, I've got to go back upstairs. On, on this, I can't find it anywhere. Re realises that basically I've bucks. left it. Oh, yeah, considerable um, amount more. I've mm -hmm. left the, the bag at the airport. I rang the airport, and they said, look, the, most probably, you know, had they have those rules at airports, if any bags left unattended for more than a certain amount of time, it's either been destroyed well, or somebody's up, yeah. picked, they picked it up. So my agent said, look, what are you going to do? Just cancel your credit cards, blah, 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 and we'll go get a new passport tomorrow and forget about the cash. So we went out, had a great night. I woke up at about, I don't know, about lunchtime, you know, a bit of a late night, it was the off-season, and um, message on the phone, mm -hmm. you know? And uh, it was from the airport. Somebody had handed it in. Gone to the airport, not only was all the credit cards, passport and everything there, but the cash was left intact. Mm -hmm. I've gone to see oh, the guy gosh. and basically pleaded with him, can I please, I said I'll give you half the cash as a reward, would not take it, would who, not take a who cent. Who was it, Gilly? Wow. No. <laughs> yeah. No, he was, it was, it was Pay Merv. it forward though, sir. That's amazing. It was Merv. Hey, Boz, li listen, mate, I, I, that's an amazing story. Yeah, so Great when that happens to you, of... Gilly, you know when that happens to you, something experienced like that, it kind of, then, mm. you know. Makes you feel good it, about it makes life. It, yeah, and not only that, you think to yourself in future, well, you know, you should do the same thing. Simple as that. Yeah, well, it was lo lovely ending to that story. And I, I suspect that you had more than $50 uh, in there mm -hmm. uh, as opposed yes. to, yeah. So uh, I, it's a, it poses a, a very good question, I reckon. For our listeners out there, what's the most amount of money? What's the largest chunk of money, 50 bucks for Tony's experience? Not life-changing for whoever's lost it. But what is, give, someone tell us, what's the, the big loot that you've found and then had to sit down with that moral dilemma? Let us know. 
133353. Uh, give us a call. Wow, 133353, the biggest amount of money you've found. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. You're listening to the KFC Summer Session for the new Zingin' Double zing. at KFC. Double the good times. Just you saying zing just makes me hungry. I want to go and get one of those. Just because every time you say zing, it just does the job for me. Uh, look, I, I admitted that I found $50 in the street. Uh, I picked it up. I put it in the wallet. I thought about staying there and waiting until somebody came out and screaming, where is that money? Turns out I've been rubbished by both uh, Adam Gilchrist and Mark Bosnia said it was nothing finding 50 bucks. So we're trying to find what was the biggest amount of money you have found. Jared, how much did you find, mate? G'day, guys. G'day, Gilly. How are we? Yeah, we're good. Oh, very well, mate. Very well. Oh, what do you got for us? How well, much? Mate, I found $500 in a wallet. $500? And according to straight away, I didn't touch it. He was a Hawthorne supporter, so he was going to be a tight ass. <laughs> and um, <laughs> no joke, this bloke handed over as a reward five dollars. No, oh, serious? Seriously, <laughs> did. Like, I tell you what. Please don't say he took the five bucks, Joe. You told him to. You know, get a small junior pack of you know from Hungry Jacks and stuff. Okay, see. Five buck reward for five hundred dollars. See, honesty, it really works. It's a terrific <laughs> policy. Uh, Darren, how much did you find? I found $5,000 in Chris Green cash. $5,000? Where? I was 17 years old at the time and I was working at a pinball parlour and what happened is a young bloke came in to play a game at Daytona and he dropped his envelope. He got a car loan and got it in cash and I didn't know how much it was at first but he came to the counter distraught and I knew that there was an envelope there. He said, oh, I've lost my car loan and it's five grand cash. I actually walked him around the store while I wrestled in my mind. Do I tell him or not? Do I tell him or not? And I, I gave in and thought, yeah, look, I better. Good I better. man, though. Good man. Karma, he, was, he was thankful. He grabbed it. And no reward either. Just a thanks. He, he bolted. Uh, by, by the way, Darren, that was never a car loan. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dead drop, buddy. <laughs> car loan. Did he, yeah. he mate, was doing, did, he, you done well, mate. He was you doing the well. inverted yeah, comma yeah. sign as he said, car loan. <laughs> as we like to say in the spy business, dead <laughs> drop, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Do you get 5,000 bucks a day time? That's a lot of sitting there driving, Ooh. isn't it? I tell you, you wouldn't move for months. That's a lot of laps. Yeah, Scott, what did you find? Hey, boys, we're looking top for that and, uh, and more. Really? We found, mm. me and my old man found nearly 200,000. <gasps> what? Where? <laughs> Where is it now? Where is it now, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was going and, you, and you, you don't need to answer whether you kept it or not. That's tremendous. No, I'm like you, church. No, name, name, yeah. I, I uh, ended up, um, it was a kind of a hard scenario. My father and I um, he used to work at Timber Miller Nature Reserve, and we drove out locking up the gates that night, and... Mm. Uh, it was all this like big notes scattered all all through the long grass, and um, I tapped the old man on the head because we were on a bike, and um, said pull up, and we kind of ratted through the grass and found his man bag, um, passport, uh, airline tickets. It was a doctor that had come out from Germany to um, install some equipment in Canberra Hospital, and uh, he was actually flying out that night, so he he'd already contacted the um, embassy, and mm. my old man's an ex copper, and he basically went straight down that line and contacted the, the embassy and uh, yeah he came out that night and I brilliant. think there was two, 250 in Australian notes and, Unbelievable. and he, <laughs> he handed that over and couldn't speak a word of English and uh, I think we missed um, I think Bolter and I, uh, there's it Mark the, the German notes the big big notes 
Yeah, oh, your Marks, yeah, yeah, yeah. German Marks. Yeah, before, Euro. before the Euro, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, Deutsche Marks. Euro now, yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, they were these big brown notes, and yeah. uh, I think we only missed two notes. Would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> please, don't, please don't say when you handed it back and he counted all, you went, oh, yeah. I'm two notes missing. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have those. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. What was Scott? the reward? I wonder. Yeah, two. Oh, that was brilliant. Fifty. Karma comes back to you tenfold. Yeah. It was a man really bag, does. of course, as well. I'm there not dissimilar to yours. Geico, how much was in yours? Five thousand pounds. Now, nineteen ninety nine, the exchange rate was one to three yeah. in terms of pounds to dollars. So that was equivalent yeah. of fifteen thousand right. dollars. And, and he would not so, take a reward. Yeah. And yeah. I was just gonna, a, a usual far more than. Um, yeah, I offered him far more than five dollars. Put it that way. Yeah. Just a usual night on the town back then. Boss. <laughs> that, 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 well, that a... you know. Mm. Me even not having cash on me, I feel a little bit naked. You yeah. know, I, I like to be, I like to be fully armed. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, can I just uh, finish by saying the fifty dollars I found in the uh, in the street in the morning made me feel very good this morning. Yes. Got a phone call this afternoon from my daughter. She said, "Dad, I took fifty dollars out of your wallet this morning to go up and get See? coffee, and I've lost it. Karma. I found my own money." Yeah. I've only broken even. How hopeless <laughs> is that? You know who you are? You know who you ask why? <laughs> even Stephen. Even Stephen. <laughs> this is a KFC summer session for the new Zing and Double at KFC. Double the good time. This is the KFC summer session on Triple M. I'm very excited. Warney will join us tomorrow on the show. But this is also exciting. All this week, we're giving away tickets to the KFC T20 Big Bash League. And on Friday, we'll be giving someone a trip for them, plus three mates. This is always good when you pick three mates. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm not sure I could scratch three together, three mates. Would you come, boys? I would come, buddy. Of course, no, I would. Okay. But you know, what? if you um, one you know, if you go through your life and you can you've got as many real mates yeah. as fingers on your hand, you're doing pretty well. Oh, I'm culling. I started with plenty years mm. ago, and uh, I'm down to just. <laughs> That's the, what I said. Just real the friends. Culling your fingers you? or your mates? <laughs> 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 about, what about you, Gilly? Mates, real mates, uh, real friends. We're talking about here now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. Digest that statement and just sit there and think about that. Mm. Um, and I'm thinking hard, so obviously I haven't got too many. There you go. Well, I said, if you have, yeah, you've got, you've got, a, got as many real friends. Have you got fingers on your hand? Then you're doing very well. We've known each other for almost two hours now. Do you call me a real, real mate, Gilly? Oh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> you and three mates oh, yeah. oh. Uh, to a trip to KFC T20 Big Bash League match anywhere in Australia, thanks to Fox Sports. Oh. Gee, that's sensational. See the KFC T20 Big Bash live and exclusive on Fox Sports. And, of course, you can call Foxtel today. Now, today's winner uh, is Alan from Seacliff Park. Now, the, basically the idea is you head to triplem.com.au to register and tell us in ten words or less what excuse you would give your boss to get out of work, so he'd go to the Big Bash League. <laughs> and uh, Alan from Seacliff Park, his was, my dog ate my work clothes. Without one, two, three, only six words needed there. Six words. Six words. And he's, he's won. <laughs> he got Are you serious? Oh. Well, he, he's today's winner. Wow. He got, uh, mm. So tickets for him and three, and three mates to head along to a KFC T20 Big Bash League match. See the KFC T20 Big Bash League live and exclusive on Fox Sports. Call Foxtel today. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session. Uh, Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, I'm Tony Squire, sadly drawing to a close for today. We'll be back tomorrow. It's all for the new Zing and Double at KFC. Zing. Double the good times. All right, speaking of good times, uh, a lot of, how many people, Boz, would have watched the derby, the most famous derby in world sport, I've got to say, Man U okay. v Man City? Over, over seven, well, the, the, these are conservative estimates, over 740 million people 
in two over 200 countries worldwide. That was the Manchester derby last night. Eddie had stayed wow. between Manchester City and Manchester United. So there you go. That is phenomenal. And that's based basically on the on the figures that they had for the the corresponding game in April um, when they're going for the title. But I think it would have been more. Yeah, it would have been more, and that's why that's why they pay so much for the TV rights, not only in England but also worldwide. And what a fantastic game it was! Unfortunately, um, marred a little bit towards the end um, with a coin being thrown at Rio Ferdinand while he was celebrating the winning goal from Robin van Persie. Yeah, because it was at Man City, and yeah. he, had, he had a little bit of claret coming out from the above he the did. eyebrow. He did. Well, it was dangerous, you know. You could say I would say what a couple centimeters lower could have taken his eye out. So, yeah. Um, you, of course, having had that experience, and you're a, a kind of character, and I like that about you <laughs> a, a great deal. So colourful. I'm, I'm t- colourful, thank you yeah. very much. I, I'm tipping that at some point during your career you might have heard some choice words or a little bit of activity from the crowd. Oh, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most, always mainly directed towards being Australian. Yeah. But during that time, of course, um, because I didn't play after 2002, but because of our dominance in cricket especially, yeah. um, rugby union, mm. Um, in every other sport, basically. Nine times out of ten, if they if it really got up my nose, I'd just turn around and pretend I was bowling to them or batting or throwing a rugby ball just to <laughs> shut them up yes, completely. So in, in one way, you know, I, I, you know, you miss playing every day. I don't know about Gilly, but especially playing and winning and the camaraderie you had between the lads. But I think after 2003 losing that Rugby Union World Cup final and the 2005 Ashes, I reckon I would have copped it. So good I wasn't playing during that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm glad we were able to help you out there, mate. Oh, big style, mate. When I... When I think of uh, crowd trouble, I, I think immediately to how lucky I was to be a wicketkeeper yeah. as opposed to you, Boz, standing right in front of the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I was right in the middle of the middle of the ground. So my nasty injury was being hit in the ankle by a chocolate chip cookie that someone <laughs> threw. Um, Did you but, have, to, uh, have to fight Warnie to eat it? At the, <laughs> at the same ground, uh, Eden Park in, in uh, Auckland, uh-huh. Michael Bevan fielding down in front of the, uh, the terraces there, uh was hit by a fish, a full fish, uh, a salmon. So, you know, which is pretty typical, I suppose. You, you know, pack your bag to go to the, the uh, cricket. You've got your sunscreen, your hat, your water bottle, your fish. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, so that it was yeah. huge. And it, it was enough to nearly see Bevo run off the field. Well, I was going to say, Bevo, you can get under his skin a little bit, can't you? <laughs> Evertac. Gilly, well, that would have been the same ground, Eden Park, when um, after the underarm incident with Greg Chappell, then when they went on that, cor- that next tour... To mm. New Zealand, I think that was the same ground where they, when he come on, Greg Chapel the bat, they they gave him an awful stick, and then somebody threw on a bowling ball. Oh, it was like a lawn bowl ball. I'm sure the that lawn was bowls ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and they haven't got over it either. <laughs> Every time you go back, yeah. they reenact over it. it. Just get over it. Sadly, that is where we leave you for today. As we said, Shane Warne will join us tomorrow. A stack of fantastic guests across the week. It is the KFC summer session, uh, boys. Thanks so much for being here today. It's been great. Thank you, Swazi. We'll, we'll catch up again tomorrow across the country. It's all for the new zing and double from KFC. Double the good times zing. with two zinger fillets. <laughs> I'm having them right now. See yeah. you. The KFC Summer Session. Mary Double is back at KFC. Good times.